I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Hey guys, just a quick note about this week's episode. Uh, I recorded it on the road a little while ago and uh, being the uh, incompetent podcast host that I am, I didn't bring my headphones to do a sound check while we were recording. And so the sound is a little off this week because I am a lot louder than my guest because he's a well-spoken, intelligent individual and I'm me. Um, I, I can't fix it. I did the best I could. So I apologize in advance. If you guys find the volume a little off, I'm aware of it. I'm going to try to fix it in the future. All right. It's a free podcast hosted by a broke comedian. What, what do you want? Um, with that said, uh, enjoy the show. You guys remember the game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. Uh, as you may or may not know, I'm a comedian by night. And as much as I love talking about old video games, uh, telling jokes is how I actually pay my bills. So please check out my website. Uh, in addition to old episodes of this podcast, you'll find my blog, videos of my stand-up, all of my upcoming shows, and my contact information. If you need a comedian for your next fundraiser, corporate event, house party, whatever you got going on, uh, hit me up. Again, it's abcomedy.net. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a good review. Uh, and most importantly, please tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast, where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about a game from back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening. 
This week, episode 43, it took us it took us 43 episodes to climb over to the Xbox, the original Xbox, and talk uh, about one of their exclusives. Really, it, it might be one of the two exclusives on that console worth talking about, and the other one is its sequel. Uh, today, we're talking Halo Combat Evolved. Who didn't, like, it's... It's fucking Halo, man. I mean, uh, okay, just quick. Okay, I will talk Halo. Before I do that, I'll get my announcements. That way it's just done. Uh, we're on we're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash rememberthegame. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us at memberthegame, just like remember without the RE at the front. Uh, follow us. We follow everybody back. Reach out and say hi. That'd be really cool. I'd appreciate it. Uh, just like Jeffrey did, reached out to me on Facebook through our Facebook page last week from Virginia. Uh, just saying that he's been listening to old episodes, catching up, and he's really enjoying them. So, dude, uh, those messages mean the world to me. So, thank you so much for saying hey and uh, telling me you appreciate the podcast and you're listening. That's fucking dope. Keep going. I hope you listen to this one. Otherwise, uh, you didn't catch your shout out. Uh, but dude, thank you very much. If you listen to the show and you like it, please leave uh, give me a quick shout out. I really appreciate it. Leave us a good review on your uh, feed or your podcast source of choice. That'd be much appreciated as well. I don't know what they accomplish, but I've been told that's what we're supposed to be asking for. Um, okay. That's good. This week we're talking Halo. Uh, I quickly want to point out we recorded this one on the road. I have a few of these episodes coming up. I've been on the road a lot for comedy. Uh, so this one was recorded in my hotel room with my mics and stuff, but we didn't have the mic stands in the setup. I didn't have my headphones to keep track of sound because I'm not good at this. So I hope that the sound quality is there. My guest this week is fellow comedian, really good guy from the Fort McMurray, Alberta. My buddy Ty joined me. He sat in my hotel room with me and we, uh, we partook in a little scotch, a little alcohol and talked to Halo. Uh, Ty's a comic. He knows how the microphone works. So hopefully the sound quality is there. Also, I'm going to try to split. You guys might not be able to tell by the end, but I knocked my recorder off of the bed I was sitting on near the end. That's how professional this podcast is. Uh, and so we had to pick up and re-record the last like three minutes of the show. So I'm going to try to splice this. You guys can't even tell. But if you're wondering what the fuck happened at the end, that's what happened. Uh, good episode. Good game. Good enough. Uh, so you've, you've heard why. If the sound isn't good, that's why. We're talking Halo this week, you guys. This game uh is the game that built xbox is it not i mean it's like would we have the xbox one today without halo back in 2001 i don't i I don't think we would you know and everyone talks halo 2 and i remember when halo 2 came out and how excited i was to play it and halo 2 was fucking rad uh the original halo is pretty dope as well and i didn't care for it a lot the first time i played it with my i i remember getting into originally with my buddy chris russell uh, where I grew up, and uh, I didn't care for the controller. I thought it was fucking weird, the giant Xbox controller. I thought the control scheme was weird. I know it's all standard to us now, but I was used to GoldenEye and Perfect Dark in those games. Uh, but it, it grew on me. It grew on me to the point where I bought an Xbox just to play Halo. Uh, and I guarantee you, uh, there's someone, probably a lot of someone's listening to this podcast that did the exact same thing. You bought an Xbox for Halo. It's the, it's, it's, I mean, people talk Mario, they talk Zelda, uh, you know, Final Fantasy and, and stuff like that. Uh, but I think that Halo is to Xbox what the Final, what Final Fantasy 7 was to the PlayStation, you know, or what Ocarina of Time was to the Nintendo 64. It's the flagship title for this console. It's, it's the closest thing that they have to a, to a mascot, I would say. And I won't lie to you, like, the Xbox 360 is easily my favorite non-Nintendo console of all time. It's probably my three favorite consoles of all time. Um, but my favorite memory of the Xbox 360 uh, outside of sports games uh, is actually uh, Gears of War. 
once I got into that series, I actually much preferred it to Halo. Um, but having said that, and we'll do a Gears of War episode eventually. Uh, but having said that, I mean, it's fucking Halo. It's, it's like, it's gotta be one of the 50 biggest video games of all time. Does it not? I mean, look at the franchise. If anything, just for the franchise, it spun off with all the games and toys and movies, comics, books, fucking everything that came out of Halo came from this. This was ground zero, man. So this is a, this is a big episode. I've been looking forward to doing this one for a while. I've wanted to talk the original Xbox for quite a while. Um, but there's not a lot to talk about on there that's not also available on other stuff, right? Like, you could apply, uh, like, the Vice City episode and stuff like that to it. I mean, I guess there's Fable. I don't. I didn't really play that much Fable, though. I don't know if I could talk about it for that long. Like, what else was there for the Xbox? If you're listening to this and there's another Xbox game that you really want us to talk about, Xbox exclusive, I'm saying, uh, let me know. Because I, I have no problem. I mean, Xbox deserves its place in history. I have no problem talking about it. I just don't know any of the other games to talk about it's all i played was halo and sports primarily so um good enough okay so that's what we're talking about this week you guys know i got a couple more minutes of rambling about other stuff video games before i get to the chat about halo uh microsoft and nintendo are buddies now i know i've talked about it on here before but uh and i'm gonna get to this in a second but cuphead was an xbox one exclusive that recently or and, and i guess on pc uh but recently found its way onto the switch and Xbox Live is coming to Switch. And so uh, if any of the executives from either of those companies are listening to this, uh, and I'm sure they are, I sure would like to see the Master Chief Collection fucking ported to Switch. That I would love... Like, imagine playing Halo on Switch. Get Master Chief into fucking Smash, because why not? That'd be sick, man. So I'm really hoping that that's coming. Uh, okay. So that's what I that's that's what I wanted to talk about with Halo before I get to the chat with Ty where we talk much more Halo. Uh, for other stuff going on in my life as far as video games go, uh, I finally bit the bullet after shitting it on this on it on this podcast for months and bought a PlayStation Classic. Before you call me a hypocrite, Best Buy had them on sale this week for twenty nine dollars, which is like a hundred dollars less than the fucking launch price. And so finally, I was like, you know what? For twenty nine bucks, just to have Resident Evil uh metal gear solid and final fantasy 7 available to me anytime i will buy it and i have no i'm not gonna bullshit you i have every intention of seeing what i can do with that thing under the hood i'm computerly i'm tech i'm also word challenge i'm technologically challenged but i'm gonna try to hack it and play with it a little bit i've had some people point out to me that instead of buying these mini consoles and playing hacker with those just look at a raspberry pi uh and i listen like if you don't know what a raspberry pi is it's basically, as far as I know, like the king of emulating systems. That's like a portable thing you can hook up to your TV and stuff like that. And I have no problem with anyone that does that stuff. I just want to state that for the record. I don't care if you do that stuff. My personal philosophy when it comes to anything like that is if I can give a company some of my money to try to support them, then I will. Okay, where I look at ROMs and stuff like that are games that just aren't available to me anywhere else. You know what I mean? If I get a PlayStation Classic and get into it, I want to do things like put Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 on it and 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 stuff like... like I. Uh, okay, I won't lie to you. Some of the games I want to buy are available are available on other things. But uh, but the point I'm trying to make is that I like to give a little bit of money back to the companies and support them the best I can. I did it with the NES, the SNES Classic. I'm going to do it with the PlayStation Classic. The Sega Classic that's coming out at the end of the year looks fucking rad um, to the point where I'm considering pre-ordering one. You know, I don't mind throwing some money when I can. Uh, I do the same thing with music and with movies. I don't like to illegally download stuff. I'm not judging people that do it. It's just that as a comedian, and now it's, again, as you hear from that verse off the top, it's how I pay my bills is with my comedy. Uh, so I consider myself a little bit of a content creator uh, in my own right. And I certainly don't create fucking 
multi-million dollar video games, you know, but uh, I wouldn't appreciate if someone was taking my comedy and using it for profit for free. So if I can throw a few bucks to someone that created something, that's what I'm going to do. So before I get any texts or emails or anything saying, go get a Raspberry Pi, I know I could get a Raspberry Pi. I don't have a problem with people that do it. I just prefer to do it this way. Plus, I think that the PlayStation Classic, like, to its credit, as shitty as it is, uh, and for as bad as, as as Sony fucked it up, it looks rad. And it's going to look dope on my shelf next to my little NES and my little SNES. And hopefully Nintendo's listening and they come up with a little N64 soon. Maybe a little PS2 Classic. We'll get a Sega Dreamcast Classic after the Genesis. Let's just, excuse me, let's just classic up all of them. That's my preferred way to play retro games now. You know, I think as a, and I have no beef with collecting, dude. I used to collect. I'd like to do an episode on collecting down the road. I think it's a fucking phenomenal hobby and you're keeping video games alive. I just, I won't lie to you. Maybe it's because I'm getting old and cranky and I'm getting soft, but I prefer when I can use save states and, and things like that. I don't mean to spam them all the time, but it just makes life so much easier than fucking having to play for three hours to find a save point, you know? So what you can do on point of that is like with the nes and the snes class that's what you can do anyway blah 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 blah. so that's what's going on that's uh that's my life as far as video games go uh what have i been playing over the last fuck i wanted this one to be shorter too it's still almost 10 minutes what have i been playing over the last seven days you ask uh tetris 99 primarily i should just say that every week that's going to be here till the end of till, till the switch online is shut down someday a long way from now i just tetris 99 is the fucking best version of tetris ever made i don't care what you say i adore it so i'm playing tetris 99 still grinding through shining force uh i've been talking about it on here for a few weeks tactical rpg on the sega classic collection on my switch it's fucking awesome it's not that it's this long i just only put a couple hours a week into it i throw it in play a little while and then turn it off but it's fucking rad there is an episode on shining force upcoming on this podcast one trillion percent and I am playing the aforementioned Cuphead, which, if you don't know, is a uh, original, like I said, uh, Xbox exclusive. It's on PC. Now it's on Steam, or pardon me, on uh, Switch. It is a shooter action kind of game. I don't want to call it a platformer. It's more along the lines of like Contra, I guess, that style of game. But it's a pretty much entirely boss fights. There's a few levels. It focuses on the boss fights. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's like a 1930s cartoon. They've got the music with the scratchy sounds on it. They've got the scratches on the screen that look like an old cartoon film. Um, it's got it's got the fucking the same style of like text and everything. Uh, and it is magnificent. It's hard as fuck, but I love it. I'm almost done it. I'm going to go back and try to 100% at least some of it. Uh, I adore it. I fucking adore it. It is, it's, it's perfect. It's, uh, it's, it's a masterpiece. So if you've got a switch or an Xbox one or a computer play cuphead, I fucking beg you play cuphead. It's, it's so good. And just quickly, and I think I've ranted about this on here before, but like indie games have become my niche. Like I, I love like cheaper indie games more than I like most triple a titles at this point, to be honest with you. And when you look at my, like my switch alone, which has become an indie haven, uh, it's basically replaced the Vita as the place to go for indie games as far as a home console, if you're not going PC goes. Um, like The Messenger, Hollow Knight, Shovel Knight, uh, Guacamelee 1 and 2, uh, uh, what the fuck am I playing right now? Cuphead. They just they go on and on and on. Celeste, like I know I'm not even giving all of them credit. Uh, indie games are just phenomenal. So if you're looking for something to play of, on any system, on any of the main consoles or on PC, if you're looking for something to play and you don't want to drop 60 or $70 to try a game, I, I fucking beg you, just try an indie game. You know, there's a billion of them out there. Do a little bit of homework. You'll find consensus lists that are lipping off, listing off the top 10, 15 games at any given time. And I'm telling you, they're so, oh, Into the Breach is another one. Uh, they're so good. 
So try them. Try some indie games. I, I fucking, I'm telling you, you will not regret it. There's so much love put into them. And if you're a retro gamer like I am, and you probably are if you're listening to this, there are so many retro throwback style games right now that are just magnificent. They're just, imagine if the NES or the SNES hadn't died or the Sega and people were still making games for them, but they had the knowledge that they've, you know, the game design knowledge that, that have, they've acquired over the last 20 years. That's what some of these games are. They're just fucking perfect. Some of the best games I've ever played are indies on the Switch uh, and the PS4 when I had one. So let's try them. Just try a couple. They're cheap. You know, you're not out anything. Just fucking just try them. Uh, oh, yeah, and Steam World Dig. Try those ones, too. That's another one. I could go forever. Good enough. 13 minutes. Shut the fuck up, Adam. We're talking Halo this week, you guys. Halo Combat Evolved. It was originally released on November 15th. 2001 it's coming up on its 18th birthday uh cue the music there it is it can legally drink now or will be able to in november anyway uh here in alberta i guess in most few places you got to be older to this is a stupid analogy it's 18 to drink in alberta that's what i'm trying to make my buddy ty and i sat down in a hotel room in fort mcmurray and we drank and we talked halo and now you guys get to hear what we had to say for the next 40 minutes or so. Kick back, relax, let's talk Halo Combat Evolve for the original Xbox. Here we go. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Okay, so uh, we're recording... I think this is one of the first times I've ever done this outside of going to BC with my nephew, but I'm on the road. This is Remember the Game on the Road. We are sitting in the Stone Bridge Hotel in beautiful Fort McMurray, Alberta, and I'm joined by fellow comic Fort McMurray and Mr. Ty Brandt. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming over. Uh, Ty is a alcohol 
I was going to call you alcoholic, but no, you're not an alcoholic, uh, but you know your scotch, you know your whiskeys, and uh, so he's hanging out with me in my hotel room, and we're sitting here drinking before the show tonight, because welcome to road life as drinking, a comic. Drinking scotch and talking video games, is there a better way to do it? It's This is the life, right? Yeah. It's the fact that either of us, much less both of us, have a woman in our lives is defying the odds, so... And I think we're both lucky enough to have women that support our stupid dreams. Yeah, it's true. Isn't that the truth? It's very fi- hard to find. It's very hard to find. I'm, I, yeah, I am. I, yeah, we are lucky. And let's just play video games. God damn it! Want. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's like literally my video games. My Switch is sitting three feet from me because that's all I do on the road is sit in my room and play Switch like a nerd. But we're not talking Switch today. We're not talking Switch today. Uh, we are. I think if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know what episode this will be going up. But this is our first ever trek. To the original Xbox oh, on this podcast. Oh, wow. You're the maiden voyage. And if I'm being honest, I can't imagine another game on the Xbox we'll talk about, on the original Xbox, with the exception maybe of the sequel to this game, because today we're talking Halo Combat Evolved, yeah. which for my money is the game that, I won't say built the Xbox, but it's the game that kept the, the Xbox afloat. Launch. That's for fucking sure revolutionized the first person shooter genre it really did hey yeah, absolutely like it's okay so you were the same age you're 34 yeah i'm 35 so when the xbox when the original xbox came out were you like did you have to get one like did you get one right away were you excited no, about it I at did all not get one right away i ended up getting a used one like a year after it came out was that right eh? yeah yeah it was uh it was at a garage sale of someone whose uh, mother was upset with them. So I'm selling all your video games, and I just happened to be the lucky kid that got there first. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice snag. Yeah. It's funny because, like, the Xbox, If I'm and I mean, my, <laughs> I've had a couple of drinks. I think I'm okay. My timelines might be off, but if I'm not mistaken, when the Xbox came out, like, there was a four-headed dragon in consoles for a while because it was the PS2, the Xbox, the GameCube, and the Dreamcast were all on the market at one point. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that's true. And then obviously, as we all know, the Dreamcast was the, the, the like, like, like video gaming cannot support four consoles. It couldn't then, it can't now. And we won't get into the whole Google thing. That doesn't matter. All I'm saying <laughs> is four consoles are too many. And I remember when Microsoft announced the Xbox and I was one of many people that was like, yeah, okay. It was like, sure, you're yeah, right. A whole new console, right? I mean, because you have to remember, like the PS2 was the king of gaming at that time, right? Like, the, like the PS2 handedly won that mm-hmm. that Absolutely. generation, right? Like, it's one of the if it's not the I, if it's not the greatest selling console of all time, it's like top three or four. Like, it's it's a fucking that was a monster. And then the GameCube was rad for what it was. If you were a Nintendo person, you liked the GameCube. And then Sega. People were skeptical of the dream. I mean, it's too little, too late because now people look back at the Dreamcast and they're like, "What a great system that was!" And nobody had one. <laughs> but it was for its time that no one could afford. Right. Well, yeah, that was it. And Sega had just fucked up too many times, and I think people had given up on Sega. But when Microsoft entered the equation, I know I was one of many people that were like, "Yeah, okay." And then when they released that Xbox, dude, like that console was a fucking brick. Like that thing was, was huge. huge. Yeah. And then, do you remember the original controllers? They were so fat and heavy. It was the that, like my childlike hands had problems dealing with them. It was the big. I that has to be the biggest console controller of all time. I think like, it gave me like a whole complex about my penis size. Yeah. It was really awkward holding it, that. It, it, that thing was huge. They did eventually release the the S, the 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 S controllers. The one, yeah. You know, by the time I got my hands on an Xbox, I got an like a the S the the smaller controllers. 
um, which was a great controller, by the way, the original, the small original Xbox controller, but still the big Xbox controller. We are talking Halo, I promise. I just <laughs> we've never talked Xbox on here, so let's let's talk a little bit of Xbox. Um, my buddy Chris had one. I remember my buddy Chris Russell getting one and going over to his place to play with his Xbox, and that fucking controller was so goddamn big, <laughs> and I was just like, what? Especially. When you look at, not so much the Dreamcast controller, because I think the Dreamcast controller kind of sucked, but the GameCube and the PS2, like, the, I mean, the PS2 controller has, has the PlayStation controller has remained largely unchanged through four generations. More or less. It's the same shape. Just might be a little bit bigger for vibrations. Little and, tweaking, little polishing. The buttons have stayed the same, right. essentially. And it is, by all accounts and purposes, as close to a perfect video game controller as you can hold. Like, yeah. it's the PlayStation... Con- like, and I'm not the world's biggest PlayStation guy, but the DualShock is incredible. Like, those controllers are perfect. And I think most people that played games in this era would argue that the GameCube controller, as odd as it looked was a really good fucking controller, especially coming off the, the Nintendo 64, 64 travesty. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> like the GameCube controller was rad. So when Xbox rolled out this fucking football, everyone was like, what the fuck is this? But then they, they re-released a smaller one and they nailed it. Um, do you like My first memory of playing Xbox is playing Halo. And my buddy Chris's house. Mine isn't. Mine was actually Fusion Frenzy because I had to play games I could play with my sister. Yeah, sorry. If you guys, I don't know if you guys are gonna pick up. The, I don't know if we're picking up the sirens, but if we are, yeah, we're in Fort Mac. They're not coming for us. They're not coming for us. So it was playing Fusion Frenzy Fusion with your Frenzy, sister. Yeah, because my sister and I, when we grew up, we were playing like Mario Kart together. And mm-hmm. We bet twenty five cents on each game. We play the battle. And they're like, oh, 75 cents for your three balloons, 25 Has cents to. a balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we always just play games like that together. So when we got the Xbox, it was on the family TV. We didn't have our own TVs in our rooms type thing. Right. So I had to share, and Fusion Frenzy was our go-to game. All right. It's like a party game. And then when she wasn't around, that's when I got into Halo. Halo, yeah. It, like, I mean... It's uh, to this day, like I, I mean, I think there's, a, I mean, we're two generations past this now because it was the Xbox 360 and now the Xbox One. I don't know if people still instantly associate. I mean, obviously, when you hear Halo, you associate it with Xbox because it's an X, it's Microsoft exclusive, you know. But, but it I, wasn't. It was also released on Mac. Right. Right. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like not on another like console. You know no, what I mean? Like yeah. it's. I I mean I don't know if it's still like. I mean personally, when I think of Xbox, like. The original Xbox, it launched with Halo. Yeah, right. Launched simultaneously with Bungie Studios. That's the game I think of. You know, I mean, to me, I think of that, and I think of Fable. Um, Yeah, I didn't. I remember Fable. Right, but Halo was the fucking thing, right? And I know that Halo still sells big. It has slowed down. It had like the hype just isn't there like it was during Halo, Halo Two, Halo Three. Halo Two was fucking. We could do a whole other episode on Halo (laughs) Two, but the original one, yeah, like it, it, like. I was never a huge shooter guy either. No. Yourself, no? But it was, I think it was the first time I ever got to play multiplayer with friends. Yeah. Besides, like, GoldenEye. GoldenEye, right. But, like, you could you could actually do, like, proper sniping. You had good 360 view up and down. Yeah. Access, like, everything, right? And then you had vehicles. You could fly. They're uh, banshee. You could do tanks, everything. Yeah. War, like, you could do so much. And what, so it was a huge jump from anything we'd done before. Totally. Because, like, I agree with you. Like, I know some people have, will have say that they played, like, Doom and Wolfenstein and stuff on computer. I never yeah. got into those games, you know? To me, it was, it was, it was GoldenEye, and it was Perfect Dark on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's funny because, like, I haven't played either of those games on a Nintendo 64 in 20 years. And I, I guarantee you... 
if you hadn't played a game like that in that long and you picked up one of those controllers and tried to play one of those games today on the Nintendo 64 with that controller, you would be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, the controls would make no fucking sense. But at that time... Right. But at that time, they did. They did make sense. And Halo, I... And uh, if I'm wrong, gaming nerds can yell at me. Uh, I don't remember ever playing a first-person shooter, especially on a home console like that, with the dual sticks... With that control that we all just know and use now, We're right? Used to, yeah. Where like like the that left joystick through Halo. Right. Where Absolutely. the left joystick moves you forward, moves you backwards, and strafes left and right. And then the right joystick controls which way you're looking. Yeah. Right? And it's I aim. Yeah, yeah. And I remember playing it for the first time at my friend Chris's and I could not wrap my head around those fucking controls. Cause I was so <laughs> used to the Goldeneye and the Nintendo sixty four. And I hated it. I was like, this is fucking stupid. This makes no sense. This is not going to work. Like, fucked. And now, literally three hours ago, I was laying here playing Doom on my Switch with those exact same <laughs> controls because everyone knows those controls yeah, now, right? Just the go-to. I think Halo, like, I mean, we'll get more into the game in a second here, but, like, Halo deserves its spot on not only, I would argue that it is one of the greatest games of all time, and it's unquestionably one of the most influential games of all time. It's the it's the game that launched Xbox, which I didn't think would work. I know I'm not alone in that. And people don't want to admit it, but when Xbox first came out, people were like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> and now, like, they're I mean, the Xbox One has faltered a little bit, but there's no question Xbox is gaming, right? It's synonymous with gaming, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, they definitely yeah. they cut out their their market unquestionably. Yeah, yeah. The Xbox 360 destroyed. Like that was a phenomenal well, system. I think Xbox was uh, they introduced Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, that was before PlayStation ever had networking. Totally. I would argue that to this day, Microsoft has the like the Xbox Live online, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, format, like their system, the way they have it set up is is still the best, in, in at least in console gaming. Yeah. It's the best online service available. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, and Halo is the spring point for all of that. Halo is, is, is fucking ground zero. For what became Xbox, like it's really what they and and then so okay so so they deserve a lot of credit for what they did for Xbox and they also deserve a ton of credit for what they've done for the first person shooter genre. Absolutely right. Like I mean, I would argue that you wouldn't have Call of Duty and all of the at least not at the levels they are now no. without Halo because Halo ushered all that. Like Halo is so big. Yeah. And once you got used to those controls and not everyone's an idiot like me, some people <laughs> figured them out right away. That was the only way to play those games. Right? Yeah. Like, it was perfect. And and that's not even getting into the game. Like, we're literally just talking about the legacy of this game and the controls. It's 20 years old now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is. It's got to be around 2000, 2001, somewhere in there, I think. I it was 99. It might be. Like, it was. I remember being in high school, like, when yeah, I was playing this. It was a while ago. <laughs> so, okay, so I think that we've jerked off all over Halo for long enough just to talk about its legacy. When you get into the game itself, um, my first thought uh, when I think of Halo is single player. Or yeah. not necessarily single, but campaign. It was story-driven. It was, right. Yeah. I, I would say less less single-player and more campaign. Because you could play campaign two-player, and it was fucking awesome. It was I so fun. Did. Dude, it was the fucking <laughs> best. So, the and I may be wrong, because it's been a long time since I've played this game. We were not talking about this last night uh, at the show. But the if I'm not mistaken, the basic story of Halo is they find this fucking thing, this ship or whatever you want to call it, up in the stars, the Halo. Yeah. The and Master Chief and... Uh, Cortana. Cortana. I was going to say Coralta. I knew that wasn't right. Cortana. <laughs> Master Chief and Cortana 
if I'm not mistaken, think that the halo is a weapon for the covenant. It was. Which yeah. is the enemies that you're fighting. Then so you if I remember the backstory, it was that the, the, the covenant uh, was like a religious group of different aliens that had come together to fight uh, the flood. The flood was their enemy. That's yeah. They had built this halo uh, type weapon to deal with the flood. It's a spaceship essentially. Yeah, yeah. And then they encounter <laughs> humanity. But the flood was like a like a twist, like halfway through. Yeah, because you didn't know the flood. I, no, I can't remember did. if you knew the flood existed or not, but you didn't know they were in the game. No, you had, you, you were dealing with like the grunts and the the what they call them, priests, the hunters, hunters, those fucking hunters. Yeah. Unless you had a pistol, then they were easy, right? <laughs> but uh, the grunts are my favorite. Grunts are among my favorite. They videos. made fun noises. Yeah, grunts are the goombas of the Halo world. <laughs> They're fucking perfect. <laughs> but then you find out that the flood are these like parasite fucking things. That are, are are like a, almost an enemy to the covenant. They are an enemy to the covenant. The yeah. covenant is trying to stop these parasites. So then it almost becomes like a like it, to use a wrestling term. It almost becomes like a triple threat match <laughs> between like humanity, the covenant, and the flood. And then you find out, and I'm almost sure this is right, that the halo was designed to wipe out the food sources for the flood, which are basically everything. And that would kill the flood because they wouldn't have any organisms to eat and live off of. And so then you realize you have to stop the halo because if the halo goes off, it's going to destroy everything. If I'm and maybe I'm, dude, if I'm wrong, if we're wrong, it's someone is listening to this ago. and losing their shit. But it was something along those lines. It didn't matter. The storyline was there and it was cool, the, it was, but it was, it was more about the gameplay that had good lore that went sure. on to make movies and and books and man made yeah yeah complete novel series and and fan made yeah youtube show red versus blue and but at the end of the day like as cool as the story was it was there to just progress or uh, to, to keep the gameplay going you know what i mean but I'm, i enjoyed it. it was one of the first games too that ever had like high quality cut scenes and yeah stuff. so you felt like you were playing a movie you really did yeah. you really did it was like and you know what like i, I was watching a couple videos of this game getting ready for this podcast today like i mean the cutscenes look dated they still look okay but they look dated as they should you know but i mean yeah. but like the gameplay itself like it still looks good today yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like and that, so and to me that is the 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 holy grail of halo is the gameplay the combat in that game once you get used to the controls which again may seem no easy now they fucking suck back then that is so fun Every time you get dropped into another area of combat like i'm playing doom right now like i said and i'm not shitting on doom because doom like Doom is the godfather of first-person shooters, you know what I mean? But playing Doom, to this day, the new one that I'm playing, it's the one that came out like a year ago, it's just, it's paint by numbers, you you walk to an area, and then there's a bunch of demons, and you fight the demons, then you move to the next area, then you fight the demon. you know what I mean? And they're just, all the demons are just running at you, there's no strategy, there's no nothing. Halo, and this is a game that is 20 years old, there's some strategy involved. Like Absolutely. the bad guys have a phenomenal AI. Your partner, whenever you're teamed up with the other human, pl- like not not human players, but when you're teamed up with allies like humanity, like the computer-controlled humanity, they actually have kind of a brain. Like they'll help you. You know what I mean? And to me, that's the fun part. They drop you into these. Like when I think of Halo, I think of being like. Remember when you're on like the outside. And you're like in the trees and stuff like that, like outside of some of the the Covenant ships, yeah. fighting all the and like and you, there's so much room to run around, and there's so many different types of bad guys that are all employing different strategies. The grunts are running around and screaming and hilariously screaming and stuff like that. But then you, yeah, yeah. But then you've got like you get dropped into these battles with hunters, and suddenly shit gets really intense where they're just these huge tanks that are like 
They're gonna fuck you up. And invisible sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and there were the guys, and I don't remember all their names, but the guys with the shields. Yeah. That had those fucking guns, the needle guns. The, the needlers. My favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that gun. So like the fighting bad guys was cool because they all felt like different personalities and different like. And I, I go back to Doom again just because it's so fresh in my mind. But like, you get no sense of like hierarchy in Doom other than like there's the walking zombies and there's the fucking demons I, that try to eat you, the demons that throw fireballs at you. Whereas in Halo, you're playing it and you're like, well, the grunts are clearly the bottom of the food chain and the hunters are clearly at the top of the food chain. And it just like, it just, it feels so cool to get in all these different fights. You know what I mean? Like, it, every, there's so much strategy involved in it for just a basic 20 year old first person shooter. And I don't think people give it nearly the credit it deserves for that. I think it gets credit as well. So you're playing Doom. How many guns can you carry? Oh, fuck. I think I've got seven right now. So I think Halo was one of the first ones to introduce a limited amount. You could only carry two at a time. Which is awesome. So that that completely changed your strategy. Were you going to carry a sniper rifle when going onto a ship? Probably not. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So like one of my favorite combos, though, was a sniper and the needler. Because the needler, you just needed to get one shot on them. Then everything else, every bullet, if they went around a room or a corner or something... All the other bullets would follow. That's right. So it's like that was your strategy. Was I just got to hit them once and then yeah. I could hide and shoot from somewhere else? And I don't think you could dually on the first one. I think it was Halo Two where you it could was dually. Halo 2. Yeah, because yeah, a pair of needlers was fucking the cat's ass. Yeah, but yeah, even one. You're right. I like I forgot all about that. But that was a rad thing that you could carry. You could part only of carry me, two. two weapons. So you really had to like. It added a lot of replay to it because you were like, okay, well, I ran through with a fucking assault rifle. And a fucking needler this time, you know what I mean? Like I'll come through with a sniper rifle and this next time, you know what I mean? And like, well, and then it was fun to like when you play multiplayer, where you just make your own rules with your friends, like rocket launchers only, yeah, shotties only, or pistol only, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So you could just kind of limit that yourself, but yeah, it was it was entertaining to have that restriction of needing that strategy of well, if I'm going into this place. I want my sniper rifle because I'm in the gulge and I want to shoot long distances. But if I get up close, I need something that's going to be half decent. Right. So, like, a lot of the times my combo was, like, the rifle, and the assault rifle and the sniper rifle. Right. Or if I was doing something else, the needler was pretty much my go-to for anything else that didn't require long range. Yeah. It was my favorite. I just loved it. Yeah. it's And it looked cool, too. It was a rad-looking gun. I liked how it reloaded. Yeah. Yeah. Them. Yeah. It was fun. I forgot all about that. Yeah. You can only carry two weapons and then the grenades. And then yeah. the grenades were fucking, I, oh God, were they called plasma? plasma I don't, the blue ones that stuck to people. Because you had the plasma gun as well. Like the most badass grenade of all time. Like, <laughs> oh, I fucking loved it, man. Uh, so the weapons were rad. I really, and I know this is a common thing in, in games too, but like I loved the enemy weapons in this game. Yeah. I think they did a great job of really making the covenant weapons feel completely different. That, like, than humanity's weapons sword thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. it like when you were playing with a human weapon it was just a gun it was a gun that shot bullets or whatever or rockets or fucking and like and that was your weapon but when you got a hold of a covenant weapon it really did feel like and it they did such a great job of making them look different making them sound different the way they reloaded was different yeah, it wasn't like a powder driven projectile right like any other right you could get like didn't the covenant have like those almost like there were pistol weapons that would overheat if you shot them yeah. too much so you that, had to watch that's, it that's what i meant was would overheat and then you'd see the two pieces pop out yeah the two still like yeah, yeah yeah like that's just like little details that they didn't have to do but just gave it so much such a phenomenal feeling of atmosphere you know what i mean absolutely you were using their weapons and their weapons felt just as powerful as ours so then you were like holy fuck like these guys can bring the heat you know what i mean I like it was another thing that that halo had done that others hadn't before 
is that they had made it that each gun had uh, more power or less power, different advantages and yeah. disadvantages, so that you'd have to use that strategy. Whereas, they were very distinct. Whereas before, it was just like, you have everything. Yeah, a rocket launcher is a rocket launcher. Right. A pistol is a pistol. Right. But when you combine them in different ways, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take out that tank with a pistol, but I'm not going to take out that guy with a rocket launcher. Right, right, yeah. So they added that element. You're right. Um you know, yeah, so many games like to me, basic like first person shooting one on one is the pistol is the default weapon that just, you know, pew, pew, pew. Right. <laughs> and then there's the assault rifle where you basically just hold, shoot and tee off on people. Shotgun is great for up close because it spreads and blows everything up. And then yeah. the rocket launcher. I posted something on Facebook the other day. Rocket launcher explodes everything. But I am almost a guarantee to kill myself with a rocket launcher before I kill any bad guys in any video game. <laughs> Fucking guarantee. But that was just like that was just classic gaming guns. Yeah. And you're right. This one really took each one, and then the sniper rifle and stuff. But this one really did a great job of like these are the perks of this one. These are the fallbacks of this one. Even the pistol, like the pistol could zoom in, right? Like the pistol, you could not full fledged sniper, but you could like you could go like two times or something zoom, with it, right? Yeah. That was really cool. Like it was just. What a great fucking game, you know? And then you throw in the grenades. And then this is like such a little thing. I just wrote this down because I didn't want to forget to touch it. I don't know why I found this so f I love the flashlight in this game. You could hit the white button on the Xbox controller and turn on your flashlight. And I just thought that was so fucking cool. Because you never really needed it, but it was the option that it was there. It just made it feel more like you were Master Chief. You know what I mean? Like That was the evolved of the combat. Yeah, 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 it exactly. It gave you more options to feel more into the character. And then, like, so we get off on all the weapons. You get off on all of the alien weapons and on all the strategy because the aliens fight you in different ways and you need to combat different enemies in different ways and everything. And we haven't even mentioned the fucking vehicles. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day but the point is we all need relationships and unfortunately they're not always easy they take work my substantially better half and i have put more work into our relationship than just about anything i've ever touched and that's how she's been able to stand me for so long it's give and take and therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Oh, right? Like, and I can't remember if you could drive all of them in the first one or some of this got added in the you second one. You could drive one. the Because the, the there were the Warthogs. The Tank, the Banshee. And there uh, were the Ghosts. Which one was the ghost? Wasn't the ghost? Oh boy, someone's listening now. <laughs> Go! I'm I'm almost positive ghosts were like their bat wing looking mopeds that you could fly along the ground that had the two lasers in the front. The banshees were the ones that could fly. They could fly, yeah. right? And I can't remember if you could drive all of them in the first one or not. 
But I thought that the the ships were so rad, like because they all handled different and added different elements to the game too. I didn't have to use them. Like in a lot of games, you hit points where you have to get in a in a vehicle and fucking get away from something or something. And I know there are parts they where you have part to of use the story. them. Yeah, but the, the when you ever you get to like a huge area of combat, the area is so big, the vehicles are just laying around, and you can go grab one if you want. And if you think you're better off without one, then don't go get one. You know. Yeah. And the warthog, like I'm a jeep guy, I fucking love jeeps. The warthog was so rad. And like and so and we'll get into it in a second. One of the fun things was playing uh, campaign two player because one of you would drive the jeep or the warthog, one of you and one of you'd be on the gun position. in the back. And yeah. it was so much fun just ripping around these fields full of aliens shooting at you <laughs> and just being like, go over there, like go over there, and trying to you could take, take that thing almost yeah, you could take it almost anywhere, right? And you it was just so much fun to play. That was so rad. I went to a car show once and they had built one, like it was a custom. Oh, that's made. sick real life full size warthog that's pretty rad they're like the vehicles were so much fun and uh it's another thing i can't remember if this was in the first or the second one i want to say this was in the second one but where you could uh steal an enemy's vehicle while they were driving it and then they could do it to you as well remember they could you could jump on the ship auto style yeah you could jump on the ship and like throw them out and then take the ship from them like the vehicle or whatever from them and like all that shit just made combat so, like it never got boring and repetitive like you never dreaded fighting in this game because there was always so much shit going on that just yeah. made it so much more fun you know ah <laughs> fucking vehicles are so good in this game so then that uh i'm just going making sure i try to touch it everything i wrote down to talk about here so that takes me into the campaign and you said you never played it two player i uh, not that i remember i played multiplayer but i never played the campaign right player fucking i remember playing campaign two player with my buddy chris and then I had a friend, Ryan. He was my first roommate. And his nickname was Nintendo because he was such a gaming nerd. <laughs> to any of my buddies that know Ryan, they're like, Nintendo. And then his brother was Sega. It didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> he was my first roommate. And I remember us setting out to like we were going to beat. Because remember, Halo had legendary difficulty. I don't remember this in the campaign, which was like the highest difficulty. And it was fucking it's like one shot, one kill. Ruthless. It, you, if you got pinned down, or you were fucked. Yeah. But whenever you played two-player, if... If one of you died, you would respawn if the second guy got through that fight or got far enough away from the combat to respawn you. And so in Legendary, you'd be sitting on the couch, which is a lost art, the whole idea of sitting on the couch with your friends and playing a video game like this. That just Because everyone's just, online now, yeah. right? Back then, it was split the screen. You're on the same team. Yeah, and you I'll tell you. party at your friend's place. Yeah, yeah. Sleepovers. Right, yeah. That was, that was the end of sleepovers. It was, yeah, it was. <laughs> And, like, to play that campaign two-player sitting with one of your buddies on the couch, especially on Legendary, like, which, which, was, which was fucking hard, it was so much fun. Because at this point, you know the game. You know what the next fight coming up is, right? So you're like, okay, what two weapons have you got? Okay, this is what I've got. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to go up high. You flank them. I'll be down low with the assault. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and then if one of you died, you're, like, screaming to the other guy, like, get out. Like, fucking get out. Get me. You know what I mean? Like, get to me. I, yeah, yeah. I had so, like, I have so many great memories of just playing that game two player, ripping around on warthogs with one of us driving and the other one shooting and just having a fucking blast or... Like, oh man, what a fucking great game. Have you <laughs> really played is. have you played the remake? They re released the anniversary edition? Yeah. No, I don't have Xbox anymore. Oh yeah, you were saying that. Yeah. I don't I I mean neither, but I, I just PlayStation guy now. Watching it has me jonesing to play it again. Um, I wouldn't mind getting together with a couple of friends and right? going at it again, yeah. Cause, be... Cause like okay, so that's cause you mentioned I never really played it. I didn't really get into playing the multiplayer until Halo two. 
but you mentioned playing multiplayer with your friends, yeah. which was a whole nother thing too, right? Like four player shooters with the four split screen. And well, then when live came on, it was 16. Yeah, yeah. Which was huge at the time. That was awesome. I never imagined playing that many. But now you got games that got like 180 people. I was going to say, now Just, like Battle Royal games are like, oh, that's 100 people. Of course it's fucking 100 people. But back then, like to play it with more than four was like. It was huge. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd hear you'd hear tales of your your buddy's cousin's best friend's brother had like four screens hooked up and they had four Xboxes all hooked yeah. up together and a whole bunch of them were all playing in the same room. And you're like, yeah, I know, I I've heard these legends. I don't, I sound like urban myths to me. Just fucking nerds. <laughs> but yeah, it was Band so. <laughs> but it was. It was like I just good times man just playing like four players screen screen and yelling at each other for screen watching that was a big thing was yeah we all did it but you all yes, accused you of other people of doing it and you were like yeah, i didn't fucking no do it you're 12 13 years old oh fuck no it was all about bragging rights right it <laughs> yeah. was just what a great game i dude i'll tell you if i if i had a podcast when xbox launched i would have done an entire episode about why it won't work <laughs> and about how xbox isn't gonna work I was like, yeah, I was like, they're just, they're a brand new kid up against three incredibly established brands in Nintendo, PlayStation, and Sega. They have no chance. And I even probably would have shit on Halo the first time I played it because I didn't like the controls and I was like, I don't understand the hype. It was new. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, because old people don't like change. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) And now it's like, I would, I mean, because you, okay, before we started recording, you said you're a PlayStation guy. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I was, PS2 was rad. I was late to the PS3, but I did buy a PS4 at launch. I got rid of it eventually and just went with my Switch, but I did have one. Uh, I bought an Xbox One, literally played Gears of War 4, and then sold my Xbox One. I've never played Gears of War. They're great. Like it's If you're listening to this and you've never played the Gears of Wars and you have Xbox 360 or an Xbox One, absolutely highly. They're that really, was a really. title with it, though, wasn't it? I don't think it was launched, but it was basically the title that. It might have been for the Xbox One. I don't think it was on the 360, but it was like the first big exclusive, like new exclusive on the yeah. Xbox 360, I, I think, anyway. Um, but they're great. But that was it. You know what I mean? Like, I think Halo, as revolutionary as it was at the time for this new cool console and everything, I think Halo is kind of been forgotten. Not forgotten, because they still sell when they come been out. surpassed. They have been surpassed. Say. I mean, forget the fact that now... I don't think anyone has seen exactly what the battle royal games are gonna have along as far as like like Fortnite and and uh, Apex Legends, which is huge. Yeah, right yeah. Now. I'm curious to see what effect those games have on like Call of Duty and stuff now in the coming years because Call of to me Call of Duty was what sir like not Halo. Call of Duty started off. I remember we used to go because I grew up in in a town called Richmond Hill and it was mostly Asian. And we would always go to get bubble tea and then go to an internet cafe and play the original Call of Duty, which was World War II. And you'd all be in one internet cafe playing on the same server. Right. And that was huge for us. And it was more of a combat simulator. Right, right. Now it's gotten to the point where it's just like it's got it's beyond ridiculous where it's like it's a it's not realistic or anything anymore, but it's still trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get Fortnite and Apex, it's cartoony. Yeah, and that's kind of where they've gotten into. So they've gone back to what Halo was, which was sci-fi You're military right. action right. as opposed to realistic military simulator. They're just they're doing it better. Like Halo, it like they're doing I, I can't they think do it on a grand scheme. For sure, that's a better There's way no to campaign put it. For either one of those games, right? Plus, Halo's exclusivity doesn't do it any favors at this point. 
When you can yeah. get Call of Duty on the Xbox or the PS4 or on computers, you know, or fucking whatever, and play it everywhere. Fortnite is literally on phones. Like Fortnite is is yeah. is everywhere. Halo is stuck on the Xbox One that is the third selling console of the three right now. What's like beating it's what, PlayStation and The PS4 destroyed Xbox One. Yeah. And the Switch is because the Switch launched later than the PS4 and the Xbox One, but based on where the PS4 and Xbox One sales were at the two-year mark, which is what the Switch just passed, Switch is outselling PS4 really? at the two-year mark, barely. But like the like the Switch is killing. Like Nintendo I know I'm a, I'm a Nintendo guy, I'm biased, but the Switch is selling like fucking wildfire. And so you've got the that's why. And this is uh, this is actually something I wrote down that I kind of wanted to to maybe get close to wrapping this thing up with. Uh, I don't know how much you know about it because you said you're a Sony, your PS4 guy, but Microsoft and Nintendo are kind of sleeping together now. Like Xbox Live is coming to Switch. Like, can you cross-platform games? You, well, you already can with stuff like Fortnite and I believe with like Rocket League in some games. Okay. But now uh, Xbox Live is coming to Switch. Cuphead is an exclusive for the Xbox One that just got announced for the Switch. And what I think it is, and so a lot of, I don't know if they've officially confirmed it, but most people think that Microsoft's Game Pass system, which is kind of like uh, PS Now to Microsoft, uh, is going to be coming to Switch. Interesting. And it's what a lot of, you know, what it is, I think, and what a lot of people think is, is Microsoft looking at it and being like, we're, we're getting our asses kicked by Sony as far as being the home console versus the home console. Nintendo has found their own niche market with this portable thing where they're a great like partner system to one of those two consoles and it's selling as well as the PS4 is. So Microsoft and the Xbox One are completely getting left in the dust. And so I think that it's Nintendo looking at it as like our online sucks and Microsoft looking at it as our console can't beat PS4's console, but we have the single best online setup in gaming. Let's so two. let's fucking look. It's you know what it is? Is it's it's two against one. Like let's fucking get them. You know what I mean? Like looking at the juggernaut that is Sony and so these is PlayStation. There's gonna be a potential to play Halo on Switch. That's what I'm. That's <laughs> what I want to end it on. Is if the if the Game Pass comes to Switch, I'm very curious to see if you can get Xbox Legacy kind of content on the switch because i'll tell you and i think anyone listening to this that has a switch would agree like if you could get the master chief collection like halo halo 2 halo 3 on your switch and be able to play them anywhere that would be fucking rad because those games are too good to just get left sitting in the dark (laughs) on a console that's dying and that's and the xbox one isn't dying like the dreamcast did or anything but the xbox one has not had a good run like it's gotten its ass kicked by the ps4 it's a great system but it's just gotten its ass kicked it's just that simple that started with 360 and ps3 when it was blu-ray and hd dvd see i think it's funny because what happened is like the, the ps2 was the unquestioned leader of that generation absolutely and then it's well documented like the PS3 struggled out of the gate because they came out launching it at like six or seven hundred dollars. Eight. It was Ridiculous. insane. Yeah. Whereas Xbox came out with the 360 and was like, "Well, ours is a reasonable price." And I know I'm not the only one. Like, I a lot of people switched, including myself, to the Xbox 360 and got away. I didn't buy a PS3 until like it was done, 
And then I got one for like 80 bucks and caught up on all the like the Uncharted and Last of Us and some of the great games. And now this console, when these, when the when the Xbox One and the... So, well, sorry, I know it's a retro gaming system console or podcast. Um, shut up. doesn't matter. We're getting to the uh, we'll, those we'll fuck it. Yeah, system. yeah, we are. We're getting there. <laughs> uh, when, when the Xbox One and the PS4 came out, it was almost a re-reversal of fortunes because the Xbox One launched with all this shit where... You had to be online to play it. You couldn't share games. Once you played a game on one system, you couldn't use like a pre-play copy anywhere else. It was it was a fucking nightmare. Okay, I don't know how awkward this comeback's gonna be, but I dropped my recorder off of the bed and it paused, and I don't know exactly where it left off. So basically, all we were—I'm not even gonna get back into the whole Xbox PlayStation thing. All I know is it looks like Microsoft and Nintendo were kind of putting their differences aside to try to stop Sony. And as a micro, or as a Nintendo gamer who likes Halo, it excites me because I want Halo on Switch. Halo on Switch does sound pretty awesome. Uh, Ty, uh, on a scale of one to ten, what score would you give Halo Combat Evolved for the Xbox? By today's standards, or when it came out? <laughs> mm. when, it, when it came out, I gotta say that was a nine. Okay, it was it was revolutionary. It was hard to beat. There was nothing else like it. Mm-hmm. It was a while until anything else came out that was close. Agreed. Uh, it had. Uh, replayability it had new exciting uh weapons and different things you could do with it so yeah i gotta give it a nine out of ten it was an awesome game i agree yeah i'll go nine as well i think that uh halo is to xbox what mario is to nintendo there you go i know halo is not worth as much but it's the it's the it's the franchise in the game that built a system and fucking good on it man halo is rad that was fun Good job. Thanks, thanks buddy. For me, man. Sorry about the drop in the recorder. Uh, guys, I hope that that's not going to be awkward for everyone listening. But thanks for thanks, thanks, buddy. Good job. gonna do it for this week's episode everybody ty thank you so much for talking halo with me and all of you thank you so much for listening uh i hope you enjoyed that episode i mentioned it off the top but that was a long time ago you may not remember this uh if there's another xbox exclusive from the original xbox that you want us to talk shoot me a message let me know uh and don't say fable because i haven't played it enough to talk about it but i gotta maybe if i could find a copy of it or i could find a way to play it somewhere i would uh but i'm curious i don't want the xbox to just die it just doesn't have as many exclusive games with it when you think of xbox you think halo that's just how it works so let me know if there's anything else you want to talk about if there's any games on any system that you think we should talk about let me know i'd be interested to hear uh what you guys are missing out on we have some great games coming up i'm always looking to record more i'm gonna be doing another recording session here in another month or so we'll get a bunch more episodes locked down for you guys this podcast isn't going anywhere follow us on twitter and instagram at member the game or find us on facebook at facebook.com slash remember the game And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, leave me a good review somewhere. I'd really, really appreciate it. Most importantly, just tell a friend. Let's keep this thing going as we climb toward episode 50. Uh, I'm going to get out of here and go eat some dinner and then go tell some jokes. You guys, thanks for listening. Go do whatever you got to do. Make sure you leave yourself some time to play video games. And I'll talk to you again in seven days. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. (laughs) 